he was this man-child, a man who was taken at 19 years old and told that your job is to protect America. We're going to train you. We're going to teach you. And what they did is they took a normal human being and turned him into a killing machine, sent him out to kill. He did his job. And when the war was over, they said, well, you're a savage. You, you can't come back home. You're crazy. We don't want you anymore. And all the Americans spit on him and said, you're a baby killer. Because I was just fighting for my country. So he was a victim. That, and he was so damaged that he never recovered from it. So I think there's a sympathy there that you ask a person to do the job, he does it, and then he's, he has a curse. And he never got over that, especially in the last one. Welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I am not your host, Travis. I am X, but this is the fourth take that Travis can't fuck them up, so I'm going to open this episode. How's it going, Travis? Oh, man, you're doing <laughs> so good until you said it's the fourth time doing the intro. Oh, I broke the fourth wall. Hey, it's yeah. the fourth time we're trying this opening, and it's late, and I got to get to bed, but not before we talk some <laughs> Rambo to your asses. There you go. Man, you should do this more often. You're like a pro at this. Yeah, Last Blood's in theaters right now, but uh, I just haven't had the time to go see it. I want to, though. Yeah. I'm really yeah. hoping it's going to be good. Yeah, me too, man. I'm, as a matter of fact, um, I, uh, I'm i trying to avoid reading too much about it. Um, Same here. I, you know, I saw the, the first stills and and the, the teaser trailer and everything for it, and it, to me it looks really good, but... Um, I just I, I don't want to know anything about a story. I just I know it's obviously just from the name itself. You know it's the last uh, the last movie <laughs> that they're tying everything up and and in this whole yeah, maybe, franchise. Maybe yeah. what yeah. if it makes money? Sylvester Stallone in second to last blood is in the same ring. <laughs> Part four. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in the really really last blood coming twenty twenty one. Rambo uh, last blood part two. <laughs> the revengeing. <laughs> well, they did first blood part two, so might as yeah. well do last blood part. The bloodening. No, but the one thing I'm missing though is is that beautiful mane of hair that that Rambo is so associated with. He, you know, yeah. cinematically he was born in the '80s, yeah. and in the '90s, you know, the grunge era, he always had those those beautiful that beautiful mane. Yeah. And this one, he looks like the clean cut Stallone we've seen, and that's just not Rambo to me. Yeah. My, and yeah, plus, no. no headband. What the fuck. That we know of. I haven't that, seen, like I said, I've been avoiding... He better break it out in the finale. Yeah, he's got to, right? Like, you know what? What if, like, a bullet grazes his eyebrow, right? Yeah. And he's bleeding from it. And because mm-hmm. you can't have blood drip in your eye, he needs to, like, t- cover the wound so he gets the headband. Ooh. Yeah. Unlike Maybe. all the... Unlike other, some other movies we'll, we'll be talking about where it was just a headband just to have a headband. Because <laughs> that's the look, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be stylish if you're going into war. He needs right? he needs his accessories. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we're just gonna in this episode we're just going to talk about some of the memorable moments of 
the Rainbow franchise, some of the things we liked and some things we didn't like, and some tri- trivial bits here and there, and um, maybe even rank the movies our personal takes after at the end. So yeah, probably you're gonna walk yeah. away uh, a bigger Rambo aficionado, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no promises, though. No promises. Yeah. So um, let's go and get this thing started. We're gonna start off with First Blood. I want you to book this gentleman for vagrancy, resisting arrest, carrying a concealed weapon. They knew he was innocent, and they didn't give a damn. That's okay, Warren. Don't worry about the soap. He's tough. Just save him. Try. John Rambo. One man who's been pushed too far. Right on top of him. There's no way out of here except through us. He was hunted. Trapped. There he is! On the cliff! to fight back. Don't push it. Don't push it, I'll give you a war you won't believe. Sylvester Stallone, this time he's fighting for his life. First Blood. Uh, Yeah, just call First Blood. Yeah. I always thought it was Rambo First Blood, but Rambo wasn't like a property at the time. It was yeah. just called First Blood because yeah. that's what the book was called. The right. first Rambo, the character of, of I won't say John Rambo because in the book he didn't have a first name. But the character of Rambo was originally a novel in, written in 1972 by a guy named David Morrell. Mm-hmm. And it was made into a film 10 years later, 1982, starring Sylvester Stallone. He had, he had already done Rocky. Right. So, yeah. we, so we knew who Sylvester Stallone was. Uh, he had a couple Rocky. <laughs> that wasn't even fun. <laughs> I was gonna say a couple Rocky uh, outings afterwards. I think I think he did that Dolly Parton movie, Rhinestone. Rhinestone. Yeah, yeah. I think he did that one. It was like, uh oh, maybe he's not the guy we were banking on. But thankfully, First Blood came along. Yeah. Now I um, I do want to say, you know, this movie came out in nineteen October twenty fourth, nineteen eighty two. Mm-hmm. I was two years old. So I, I obviously missed this when it when it was first released, and this was not my first Rainbow movie that I've seen. I actually started the franchise with Part Two, so we'll we'll and that plays into okay. how, how I reflect on the franchise itself. And oh, these okay. First, these first two movies. So I didn't watch this. I didn't watch First Blood till later on, until I was a little bit older. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there. That's. I, no, Farms. this one's kind of an anomaly yeah. in the whole Rambo because, like I said, this was based on a book. This was a, a an IP already, and the character was written very differently from what the character, as he's known in pop culture, grew to become. Yeah. Uh, Rambo in the film, and we're gonna talk more about the films. Off, well, more about the films. Obviously, we're gonna talk about the movies. He's a Vietnam veteran suffering from P- from like heavy ass PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> Before that was such a common term, even before the term PTSD was a thing, I think they called it like Vietnam Vet Syndrome or something like that. This movie was one of the first movies to sort of bring to light how these men who had fought that war were suffering mentally. Uh, And, you know, (laughs) so kudos to that, particularly since it was written in the 70s. Yeah, and you got to think it's uh, almost... 
in a way, a sign of the times of, of that era of, you know, the Vietnam War ending and vets coming back and, and how society was was playing up against that. Yeah. I think that was kind of an afterthought at the end because a lot of this comes from Rambo. At the end of the movie, jumping to the end, he has this big tirade about, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't my war and I, I come back here and people are spitting on me calling me a baby killer. You know, over there I, could, I, I drove a tank. I could fly a helicopter. I command a million dollar equipment in here. I can't even get a job parking cars. Like the country turned his back on, on Vietnam veterans kind of at the time and, and Rambo is kind of a product of that. Yeah. And that in that speech you just you just you just did right there, that's <laughs> very uh very I mean, I'm watching it now as an adult and that is very powerful to me. I mean just It is a powerful scene, yeah. Yeah. Um just Especially this- since the whole movie Rambo says like eighteen words the entire <laughs> film. He doesn't talk. Yeah, he's he's very laconic, and at the end, you know, he's like, "It's over, Rambo." No, that is over. You're like, "Holy shit!" Like <laughs> this guy talks. Well, I mean, you could tell he like he was bottling everything up, you know. Yeah, and just keeping it until he just he just had to just until he exploded all, all over the police department. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. Nothing. You just don't turn it off. It wasn't my war. You asked me, I didn't ask you. And I did what I had to do to win, but somebody wouldn't let us win. And I come back to the world, and I see all those maggots at the airport protesting me, spitting, calling me baby killer and all kinds of vile crap. Who are they that protest me, huh? Who are they? Unless they've been me and been there and know what the hell they're yelling about. It was a bad time for everyone, Rambo. It's all in the past now. For you! For me, civilian life is nothing. In the field, we had a code of honor. You watch my back, I watch yours. Back here, there's nothing. You're the last of an elite group. Don't end it like this. Back there, I could fly a gunship. I could drive a tank. I was in charge of million-dollar equipment. Back here, I can't even hold a job. Fucking guys! Ah! But, uh, yeah, this movie, you said it was, uh, you know, a little bit different from the, the rest of the franchise. I, I think I agree with that. I think it's... This one stands out from the other movies for one reason in particular is due to the fact that it's actually set it actually takes place in in the US and it's like in Washington state or something. Yeah, was, um, yeah, say Washington. And then you go into the sequel movies and it's just, you know, He's always abroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one, if you're watching this one, it's just it just has a different feel to it and it's and actually more of a Compared to like the action and everything else that's going on, it's a little bit more tamer than the rest of the movies, right? It's just he Rambo literally, unless you count when he throws a rock at the helicopter and it, it pitches and the guy yeah. falls out. Rambo doesn't kill a single person in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And he even says, "I didn't kill that guy. Like I didn't want." That yeah, I mean, it was an accident. He was just yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas every other movie, he's literally just gunning down dozens of people all the time. <laughs> yeah, cut to that's Rambo like, four, and yeah, uh, he's just, yeah, forget about it. <laughs> Yeah, he's blowing them up. <laughs> like 50 cows in their face, like from five feet away. But uh, yeah, this one, he doesn't kill anybody. He, he he purposely wounds as opposed to kills people. And then there's a point in the forest where he grabs Teasel, the sheriff, the villain. And he's like, I, I could have killed you. I could have killed them, but yeah. I didn't. Like, don't yeah. push this. I'll give you a war. You're not ready for whatever. He's like, I'm not. I'm better. I'm better than this. He's still kind of in control. In the book, he's out of control. He kills like tons of people. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. That scene where they're like, 
we gotta shave him so he could be in front of the judge. So let's approach him with a straight razor while I hold him <laughs> by his neck with a nightstick. Like, is that really the best plan? Like, I'd yeah. be like, fuck that. Let him show up to the judge with a five o'clock shadow. I am not approaching this crazy guy <laughs> with a razor in my hand. Is that even standard procedure back then? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that scene, like, watching it, you're like, wow, this is kind of stupid. <laughs> they kind of have it coming. Right? Yeah. <laughs> David but, um, Caruso, who's in this movie, he's like, like, are you guys blind? Can't you see this guy's crazy? He sees it. Yeah. We see it. Everybody see it. Dogs see it. Everybody sees it except... Uh, Walt or whatever, like the dickhead. The sheriff is a dickhead, Brian Dennehy, but he's also got like this underling who's also a dickhead. And between the two of them, they force Rambo to go crazy. But I will say, Brian Dennehy plays a great asshole. Brian Dennehy is great in this movie. He's easily the best villain of this entire franchise. You know what? I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) He's the only person who's actually like, you know his name? Do you know the name of the bad guy from 2, 3, or even 4? They're just generic they're basically yeah, no better than just Lieutenant Colonel Podelski. <laughs> was that was that some, one of the names? That was, uh, that was part two. Yeah, uh, I don't. Remember I just that. rewatched it. I just rewatched it. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> but he's like he's got a name. He's got sort of a motivation. He's the sheriff of a small town. He wants to keep my town clean. He's a Korean vet, and so he doesn't like the Vietnam vets. That's in the book. He gets point of view chapters. The sheriff does because mm. it bounces between him and Rambo. Because the book is really about these two characters. Uh, it wasn't intended to be a franchise because in the book, spoiler alert, they both die. Mm. Rambo dies, and in the movie, they filmed a scene where where he's yelling with Sergeant Trotman, "Nothing is over!" And Sergeant and uh, Colonel Trotman has a gun on Rambo, and Rambo right. kind of grabs his hand and forces his hand and makes him shoot Sylvester Stallone the gun. He dies. Yeah. Test audience didn't like that, right? So the studio reshot the scene with the breakdown and where he get where he leaves, gets arrested, and as he's leaving, there's a shot of uh, Brian Dennehy being put into an ambulance. So we know that he never actually killed anybody, mm-hmm. and that based on that decision, a franchise was born that we're talking yeah. about thirty seven years later. Yeah, had they gone and, by the book and the original script, he would have died, and it would have been a one off movie. Yeah, and um, I you know it's funny you just mentioned that because when I just I just re- recently revisited the movie, and uh, the, there was deleted scenes. They had the alternate ending, so they sh- I saw the the, sh- the ending where he he did die, and then there was also like a a blooper ending where he just he's asking he's asking uh, Troutman to kill him, and he just stands there. And he's like, "Thanks, pal." He just kind of walks away. It's kind of funny, but uh, mm. it's a little blooper thing. But anyway, um, did it, you like Troutman the character? Do what? Trotman, I really love Richard Crenna and all these. Yeah, movies, or at least yeah, the first absolutely. three. Yeah, he's got he's got this weird cadence of speaking. It's almost like William Shatnerish. <laughs> these weird yeah, a little pauses. a little um, like um, uh, like over the top a caricature of uh, a military person, I would think. But yeah, and he's got all these but great it works. one-liners. It works. You know? yeah. yeah, if you're gonna go after Rambo, don't forget one thing. What's that? A good supply of body bags. <laughs> you know, he's got all these great one-liners. Brian Dennehy is like sort of ranting. He's like, "Why would God create a man like that? God didn't create him, Sheriff. I did." You know, he's he's always there with the good one-liners and to pump up the character of Rambo. This is a man who was trying to kill, trying to ignore pain. <laughs> Got that shatnery cadence. I love it. I read that uh, his character Troutman, his first name was supposed to be Samuel Troutman. Yeah, and he's supposed to be. He was 
uh, inspired after like Uncle Sam. So it's like Uncle Sam made Rambo. You know, oh. that, was whole, that was the whole thing. Yeah, kind of did. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, we're talking about franchise and, and being in Hollywood and everything else like that. And uh, I do want to point out this movie very low budget, only fifteen million for a budget. Um, it came in for with forty seven million for the U.S. and worldwide one hundred twenty five million dollars. So for nineteen eighty two, I mean it's that's a lot of money, you know. And yeah, well, I mean, this wasn't a overly a heavy action movie. It's not really about that. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, clearly you'll find it in the action section. But this was this was made by our tour Ted Kotcheff, I think it is, who went on to direct such classics as Weekend at Bernie's. But this is a really good movie. <laughs> Don't let that stop you. You know, it's funny. I was going to mention that too. And then also, he um, a, a year after First Blood, he directed a movie called uh, Uncommon Valor. Uh, which I don't want to say is similar to this, but I mean, it's, uh, about a former vet going back to rescue some, uh, POWs, but it had like Gene Hackman, Robert Stack, Patrick Swayze, Fred Ward all in it. So, uh, eh, it's interesting. The fact that it came around the same time. Yeah. I've always heard of that movie. Never seen it, but yeah. I, you, I didn't know the Swayze dog was in it. I should probably yeah. go check it out then. Yeah. Um, so real quick about the, the start of this movie. You know, it's it's basically, you know, all he wanted to do was get something to eat. You know, <laughs> he's just walking through town, and the sheriff sees him, and he takes him for a ride. And he basically drives him out of town, and because he, bas- he just looks unsavory, because he looks like a vagrant. I mean, yeah, I guess that's his motivation. Yeah, he but even he- has this line like, "Walking around town with that American flag, you're asking for trouble." What? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's something that was going on at the time that, you know, we were too. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, again, that goes back to the, the post-Vietnam War, you know, just the way, you know, what basically what Rainbow was saying in that speech in the movie, you know, he's coming he's coming home and people are spitting on him and calling him baby killers, this and that and the other thing. And um, obviously the sheriff was was part of that, that group, <laughs> you know, Um he didn't want any trouble. I think the sheriff was. We don't want your. You know, we don't want any trouble in our little town. So he was a dick. Yeah, Franchini is such a dick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was just I was I was watching this back and I was just thinking, is there any way that the conflict that ensued could have been avoided anyway? And or what? What was the catalyst for the conflict in the first place? And I think it was just that car ride when he was driving him out of town, and he was saying, "What's he says? What's stopping me from getting a bite to eat?" And he says, "Me." You know, and then yeah. when he pulls him out and he, he gets out of gets out of the car, he turns around and then he Rambo turns around and starts walking back towards the town, mm-hmm. and he sees him. And I think I don't know. It's just uh, a good character. We don't get a lot of. I think it goes back to what you just said. Like as far as all these movies goes, this is the villain in this movie. I think it's a little bit more uh, uh, a name a more. Yeah, like yeah, a little earnest. <laughs> yeah, look and, at you. You don't even have a name tag on. You've got no chance. Yeah, they're all generic soldier villains in the other movies. This is a real guy who we're relatable. Has a personal we we, we can see this situation happening. Like this is something that we could see, right? Not just something that's like you said, a military. Yeah, this guy's yeah. what prejudice, I guess, against uh, veterans himself. Yeah, he's got his issues being a Korean War vet versus a Vietnam vet. Because he yeah. says that he goes, "I was in Korea." In the book too, he says he mentions he was a, he was a Korean veteran. Yeah. So when he reads Rambo's. You know, cheat about Congressional Medal of Honor. He's like, 
Whatever he 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 doesn't like that actually makes him probably dislike him more. Yeah. Finding out what a big what a big celebrated hero this guy was. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? In this movie, there was a uh, there's a really odd scene in this movie that just I just when I rewatched it, it just threw me off because you know this whole movie is just you know uh, the tone is just very serious and 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 very you know here's what's going on here's Rambo he's trying to you know just. Get something to eat, basically. But there's this one scene where he's in, he's runs and gets into a mine or something or a cave or something. Cave, and we yeah. have, and we have these like I guess the reserve, the army reserve guys coming out, or national guard or something. National guard or something. But it's so corny. They're so like dumb fuck whatever. They don't know what the hell is going on. They actually get a bazooka and try to blow them up. It's just like so out of left field as far as the tone of that whole scene um it's almost com- it's like they're trying to go for some comedy or lightheartedness or something i don't know it was just a weird uh i don't know if i caught that i thought it was more they they overcompensated by bringing out the heavy artillery because the they weren't even they weren't trained soldiers they were just like like fuck this just bring out the rocket launchers because i can't get back to the guy. store on monday or yeah something. yeah but yeah, the fact so they, that they, they were, were like, sort of overcompensating. I well, think. I mean, it's like they blew up the mine that he was in, and the next scene they're over here like posing for pictures <laughs> in front of the mine and shit. I don't know. It was just it's, it's so weird, but it's I don't know. I don't I don't know what they're going for, but it's just definitely a more lighthearted moment in the movie. But uh, anyway, well, I mean, I love this movie. I love Rambo as a character. Uh, I was rooting for him even when I was a little kid. I didn't really yeah. understand the politics of it. But I got that he was a badass. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. When he's running from them, like when he's first, first running from them, and he finds like a tarp on the ground. He's wearing like a dirty wife beater, yeah. and he sees the tarp on the ground, and he starts cutting it up, and he makes like a poncho with some string. Right. Like I wouldn't have thought of that. I'd just been like, "Oh, it's so fucking cold up here." Hey, look <laughs> at that tarp on the ground. That's crazy. Ah, so fucking cold up here. And then I just ran away. Like, I just wouldn't have thought of that. Because <laughs> he's got Green Beret training and all this shit. Because he's a badass. And he improvises. He's learned to live off the land. To eat things that would make a billy go puke. And all this kind of shit that, that Trotman says about him, you know? Because <laughs> he's uh, like that, yeah. Funny enough, that was that tarp. That was actually a real a real tarp that he just happened to find laying around. He improvs right? that shit? Yeah. Using yeah, the, he, the iconic Rambo knife. I don't know if there's a name for it. It's called the fucking Rambo knife. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if you see the knife, it's that's what it's called. To me, that's what it's called. I call it the Rambo knife. But uh, Yeah, it's fucking Rambo knife. That's not our knife. Shh, that's a Rambo that's knife. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, anything else that you wanted to mention about uh, First Blood? Uh, I got a lot of love for this one. I think it's a really well done film as a standalone film. I think it's, it, it's sort of... A weird. It sort of stands out when you look at it in the in the perspective of the entire franchise. Yeah. But since it was the first one, uh, you gotta look at it as a standalone thing, because like I said, they were just adapting one book. This is 1982. You know, franchise mentality was wasn't really rooted yet. Yeah. But they figure, hey, the character survived, made some money, people like him. Sylvester Stallone stars on the rise. What about a part two? Yeah. And sure enough, that's what we're gonna get. Uh, right here we got now we have Rambo First Blood Part 2 
joined Army 6 June 69, accepted special forces. Helicopter and language qualified. Expert in light weapons and guerrilla warfare. Sylvester Stallone is back as Rambo. Rambo is the best combat vet I've ever seen. His mission, to locate American POWs in Vietnam. Think you'll find someone? POWs? Doubtful. His orders, not to engage the enemy. Double-crossed and left behind enemy lines. You're the one who's making the mistake. Yeah, what mistake? Rambo. And now, he's getting out any way he can. Rambo, what most people call hell, he calls home. No man, no law, no war can stop him. Sylvester Stallone is back. As Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. Yeah, it, that's a weird title, Rambo. Like, is it? What is the actual original title? Like, maybe we call it new things today, but was it originally released in theaters as Rambo: First Blood Part Two? I believe so. Um, that sounds cause, weird. Because the only thing I've heard about the titling situation is <laughs> doesn't really um, roll off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, but the only thing I know of, like for First Blood, in subsequent releases and things like that, they added on Rambo. In front of First Blood on certain releases, yeah, and like in like other countries and stuff, it was they. But I don't re- ever recall Rambo like, not as being a kid. Part. As a kid, it was always just Rambo Two, just Rambo Two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's where and, and that's where I mentioned earlier. This is where I come into play because this, um, I mean, this one was came out in May of 1985, um, but uh, when after this movie hit. This is when, like, he was a full-on pop culture icon, I think, at this point. This character. Sly? Well, both. Sly or Rambo? Both, I think. I think they're synonymous. Because you got to remember, he's, com- he's coming out of uh, the, the uh, Rocky movies also. Yeah. So, I think that, more or less, the Rocky films, is what's cementing Sly as a pop culture icon. Along with, I mean, this is like a subsequent success with with that one. But I think Rambo, with the look of what they did with him in this one, the red band, you know, the red headband and the you know, the band, you know, the the fucking the um, was the holding an M sixty with the yeah. one hand and with the bullets in the other hand, just do, 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 do. <laughs> that mame of hair and yeah, just uh, the shirtless. Yeah, uh, this yeah. this is clear where he became Rambo as we know him in pop culture. Yeah, the in- invincible guy, the fucking zero body fat mm-hmm. tone. I mean, like Rambo, like First Blood, like he was in shape. Yeah, just like in Rocky One, you know, he was in shape. It wasn't until like you know this movie and, and Rocky Three where he is just like toned and glistening all the time like he had like come on to look like that you don't look like that working at a rock quarry in prison (laughs) you know you gotta take the right supplements and shit the zero body fat he's all veiny and shit he looked ridiculously in shape (laughs) 
Yeah. And this was sort of the start of that for Sly's career, which he kind of coasted on for a long time, even into the mid-90s. I remember the, you know, the specialist. It was like a really long sex scene with him and Sharon Stone in the shower. And I'm like, I catch myself look still. Sharon Stone's naked, and I catch myself looking at Sly. Because he's like so fucking toned and veiny and shit. Can't help but look at him, man. The guy uh, looked like he was sculpted. Uh... Actually, to answer your question from earlier, it was always Rambo First Blood Part 2. Wow, okay. So, <laughs> Forgot all about that. But they, uh, but yeah, it, that's because they were capitalizing at that point on the character itself. Um, but then, it's just so weird that they would include the First Blood Part 2 aspect of it. If you're going to go off the name Rambo, just call it Rambo. <laughs> or Rambo 2. It's just... Kind of weird that you would throw in that first blood, also, right? I don't know. Like I said earlier, you always got to throw in the title of the first movie to sort uh, of. You know. Yeah, well, not anymore. You don't. I don't, I don't think. But the Captain America, the Winter Soldier. You know, you got to throw in Captain America because it was the first thing. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't work in this case because first. Homecoming, blood is... Far From Home. They all got their own titles, but you got to acknowledge the first one. The first one was just called First Blood. Yeah. They gotta let the people know there's an association. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, this one, like I said, this is my introduction uh, to the character. So I was confused. I had, to, I remember, I had to ask my friends why. Why is it called First Blood Part Two? I don't get it. But uh, you know, we didn't have the internet back then. We couldn't look things up. So <laughs> we can ask no. around. This movie, yeah, directed by George Cosmatos, uh, who went on to uh, direct. Cobra, mm-hmm. another uh, Sylvester Stallone movie, a couple years later, yeah. and famously is credited as the director of Tombstone, even though he didn't really direct it. It was always Kurt Russell. Oh yeah. Oh god, there's a whole drama behind that movie. Kurt Russell, like the production, was about to shut down, and Kurt Russell stepped in as director and saved the whole movie. Oh, well, I remember hearing some some shit about that movie from uh, Michael Biehn, but uh, that's um that's the only thing i know about that's that. a tale for another day yeah 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 uh, um, he also did leviathan a movie i i like yeah um the screenplay done by stallone and james cameron king james cameron that's right yeah. uh the the plot of this one after the after the events of first blood apparently rambo went to jail and like I said, he's working at like a rock quarry. Right. Like a chain gang kind of a thing. Busting rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Colonel Trotman, Richard Crane again, shows up and basically kind of gives him the same offer that Sean Connery got in The Rock. Like, we'll get you out of prison because we have to go rescue some people from this prison that you were once a part of. And you have intimate, you know, I have intimate knowledge of this prison facility. I wish formerly a guest here a short conversation. <laughs> and that's kind of why they want Rambo for this apparently these are some leftover Vietnam vets all these years later yeah so and they were part of some POW camp that Rambo once escaped from so he's got intimate knowledge and right. there could be a presidential pardon in it for you so yeah. Rambo agrees he's like Colonel are we gonna win this time you know he's st- in his mind Rambo's always gonna be fighting that same fucking war mm-hmm. and then his his response to that was he says this time it's up to you what does that mean? And, um, I bet I, 
I took it as okay. <laughs> you're just giving him like means. you're giving him like carte blanche to just do whatever the fuck he wants. That's that's what I took it as. But oh, because um, Rambo's mission is not even to like wage a war. No, it's no. just to sneak behind through the jungle because he knows the jungle because he's fucking Rambo and take some pictures of any P- POWs he might see and yeah. Instagram the fuck out of that yeah. so that the American people who <laughs> see them on Instagram get so outraged that we can now afford to launch an official mission. But we can't right. afford to launch that mission without confir- without visual confirmation. Right. As he's told by Special Agent blah, 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 played by Charles Napier. Yeah. Uh, oh, his, his, but- his name is uh, Murdoch! <laughs> <laughs> okay, and and and, and Murdoch has has an underling, a pilot, I guess, played by Martin Cove. Yes, who I like to think, in my mind, is the same character he is in Karate Kid. Yeah, because in I'll, Karate Kid, yeah. he's a Vietnam vet, right? Yeah. So after the events of Rambo Two, he went to where did he move to? Reseda? No, that's where Johnny's. Wait, where did he move to? Um, Where's Karate Kid take place? Now I'm just thinking of Reseda. Now you said that uh, it's Reseda, right? In California. So Martin <laughs> Cove moves him and Johnny Lawrence and Daniel Sun are all the Californians, and then he starts up Cobra Kai. Hey, it's just like uh, in in First Blood, uh, David Caruso goes to Miami and becomes a detective. Yeah. <laughs> dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> Yeah. So this is his mission. I don't know what Richard Crenn is doing there. He's like this this observer liaison who's just sort of hanging around. I think so. That's mission. what it sounds. That's what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, I get why they why they used him to approach Rambo, but once mm-hmm. Rambo's grease to go, like, why is Richard Crenn need to hang around? Oh wait, I forget. They say once we have confirmation, then we'll send in the troops under Colonel Troutman. He's there to launch the mission should Rambo prove it's worthy or something like that. Yeah. It Until, doesn't matter. None of this happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Rambo's still super quiet, and like Charles Napier, Murdoch has given him the whole, the drill, all the recce, and he looks at Charles and he's like, "Is he even listening to us?" Because <laughs> Rambo's just spacing out, like, mm-hmm. Ugh. and he turns around, he sort of repeats what was just yeah. said. Like, yeah. Rambo's still, you know, just because he's quiet as fuck, he's always working shit out. And try and the 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 special agent guy is like I, I served at the Kason in '66 or blah blah blah, so I know what it's like for you as a soldier. And as Rambo's loading the plane, he turns to Trump and he's like, "Do you remember so and so from whatever division who was stationed at so and so '66?" He's yeah, so and so stationed at so and so. Basically, he calls out Charles Napier on his bullshit, right? But he's still going to do the mission because he cares right. about the mission. Right. But he lets Troutman know like you're behind like. You got my back. This guy's full of shit. Yeah. I'm trusting you to have my back. He even says that you're the only man I trust. I like that it explores the dynamic between these two soldiers mm-hmm. who's got each other's back, which is kind of cool. Richard Crenn is still fun with his awesome lines, talking to Brambo about what a badass he is. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a scene where they're like, we got you the best gear money could buy, all this awesome gear. And Rambo, he's all in all black with little mini machine guns and everything. <laughs> And they're like, and they keep making a point about you got all this awesome gear. Let the gear do the work. Mm-hmm. And as he's bailing out, like he gets caught on, <laughs> on like a, a hook or something. Yeah. yeah. And he's forced to just cut all his gear. So when he lands, <laughs> he's basically got nothing but his fucking knife and his headband and his oh, dick in his hand. And the arrows. He's got the bow and arrows. He's got still. the bow and arrows. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. He's surgical with that shit. It's so funny because it's 
before that part where he gets cut up in the hell in the in the plane and everything. Like we get a whole a little uh, a mini montage of him like chopping in the knife and tying his shoe and, and his muscles are yeah. so glistening. <laughs> and then he cocks the gun and he puts the film in the camera and it's just like and then we get all this hoopla about him gearing up and then like thirty seconds later all the gear's gone. It's like, yeah, it didn't even matter. It's like that scene in Commando where Sylvester where Arnold's like you know <laughs> zipping grenades, painting face, cocking bullets. Which I mean, Commando I think was a counter to Rambo. Anyways, these were, so? these guys were big act. Oh, these these they were the biggest competitors in the world. These two yeah. action stars. Yeah. There's this thing that uh, Sly he was on like the Tonight Show or something. Schwarzenegger, I, I I've read that you guys actually hated each other for a while. Well, we were very competitive. Yeah, I think hate's a good word. <laughs> it, it's a, it, it's... it is. Come on. <laughs> Did you ever hate somebody so much? You go, I gotta get to the gym. I got to, and you know, a musician go, oh, I hate this guy. I'm gonna blow him away next yeah. audition. It just was well, like the Rolling most, Stones a, and the Beatles. It, you know, they kept you know, releasing you great they were, like, albums. Drinking buddies. No. Hey, let's share a blanket this weekend at the beach. No. I don't think so. That didn't happen. No. no They're trying no. to top each other. So he, no. he would come no, out. I really respect this guy. I think I think he's brilliant. What yeah. he's done, what he's accomplished. He's had three different careers. Oh, he's great. But I want to strangle him. You want to strangle him? <laughs> I did. Well, I mean, yeah. But I mean, you, you would do Rambo, and then he would do Commando. Commando, yeah. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah, it was like bingo and dingo yeah, and like... go go and bobo. It just kept going. Yeah. So this movie, it's it's all about when, once he gets on the ground and running, literally. Um, it's all about the action. I mean, there, yeah, he meets up with his. Uh, Contact, yeah, Julia Nixon, right? She's she's gorgeous, and they they tried to inject a romantic subplot in this movie a little bit, yeah, which which Rambo's never really had before or since. Uh, it, I, don't, I wasn't feeling it. It felt like you know the the guy the, you know, the hero has to get the girl kind yeah. of thing. We need that. Well, I mean, again, a sign of the times of the way movies were action movies in the eighties. You know. it's like nothing was questioned back then as far as, uh, oh, you got to have this, you got to have that. I mean, we just, oh, me as a movie, as watching a movie, I just accepted it as what it was. Um, but yeah, there was never really uh, ro- romantic elements in any of the movies, really. I mean, um, this is the only, this is the closest one it gets to. But yeah, but she was very beautiful. The the kind of the the light colored eyes that she had, I think that kind of stood out. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. pretty. Yeah. Uh, and then she gets like, as soon as they like confess their love, she gets shot. <laughs> no, so as now, soon as as soon as she says, uh, "You take me back to America." Oh, there yeah, you go. sure. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have so much fun. So now he has like, didn't she give him like her necklace or something? Yeah. And he took her necklace from her. So now he has like this little talisman he's carrying around. And he has like now it's about vengeance too. Not just yeah. a mission, but now he's oh, got to avenge the woman he loved, who he knew for like five minutes. And we get a, a second mini montage. Of, first, he's putting on the necklace, and then he puts on the headband. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's the that's the that's we know he's he half this movie is Rambo gearing up. Yeah. So he uh, rescues like like what three guys? First is the first the one dude, um, and when they go back to the meet point with the helicopter and everything, and they and they see they actually found someone. Um, that's when the 
the plot twist happens. Uh, they weren't and, supposed to find anyone. Yeah. 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 And then that's when it gets a little bit political, I think, right? About how uh, they weren't supposed to find anybody and they just needed someone to go and take pictures. And, you know, even Trotman said, well, I bet even if you found, if there was something on the camera and the pictures, those would disappear, right? It'd just be, you know, you and your computers would have them. Yeah. I think it was like just to cover their ass. Like, hey, we tried to find him, but we didn't exactly. find any. Like, that was the yeah. plan that he wouldn't find anything. Right. And then we could say, hey, we tried. Yeah. We, yeah. the government. Uh, and then, I think but, that but was if the he, plan. But, but then he found someone. They're like, oh shit! Now that means we got to do something, and that's what. And he even was- then, they told him like, under no circumstances are you to engage. You just take pictures and get out. Right. Had Rambo follow orders, take pictures and left. He would have came back, been like, thanks, Rambo. Go back to prison. We'll burn yeah. these photos. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But he tried to actually rescue the guy, and then Martin Coe's flying a helicopter, and he's about to land, and they're like, RTB. Come return to base, come back, and he ditches them there. And Rambo gets taken prisoner again. And he's forced to fight for his life and escape from this POW camp again. <laughs> and then he brings a few more dudes with him, right? And I guess they escape and make it back to the base. Yeah, I didn't get a chance. To, I saw. I started this movie, the the second one. I didn't get to finish it. I forgot how it ends. Other than him just shooting up hundreds of dollars worth of computer equipment. <laughs> I mean, it costs so much money to make all those lights blink in unison. There's a scene at the beginning where it's like, Rambo, all these computers, all this shit, all this is for you. You got the latest technology backing you up. And it's just like lights blinking. Yeah. yeah. This is like some Star Trek TOS shit. It looks kind of old. It's like all the uh, the Batcave from the 66 Batman show. Kind of, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. just blinking lights in unison. Yeah. But he makes it back, and he just unloads, like, the whole of 60 on all the mm. computers. And I guess that's how he gets his comeuppance and avenges the woman he loved. Yeah. And then he, uh, he basically t- tells Murdoch to go, there's more of a, go find him, or I'll come to find you. Like, come on. Like, it's, I guess. You're, you're going to move to Thailand and yeah. become, like, a, you know, <laughs> you're not going to stick around to follow up on this. <laughs> you're going to go do stick fighting and shit. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much how the movie ends. He does that, and then Troutman tells you know tells him to come back, and uh, he's he has another little speech, not as impactful, I think, as the first movie. But they they give him a, a, a big speech at the end. You can't keep running, John. You're free now. Come back with us. Back to what? My friends died here. The war, everything that happened here may be wrong, but damn it, don't hate your country for it. Hey, I die for it. And what is it you want? I want what they want. And every other guy who came over here and spilt his guts and gave everything he had once for our country to love us as much as we love it. That's what I want. Not as solid as that first speech in the end of the, of the first movie. So you're not, because I don't remember it too well. Really? Okay, well... This is the probably the one I'm least familiar with. 
Yeah. I don't think I even saw it until like I was in my late twenties or something. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I just this one just always got by me. That's so weird. We're like on the total ends of the spectrum on that one because that was my yeah. first. That was my first one to see. You know, and this, um, I saw this it. It's probably my last one. I think you know what? I might have not even seen this until after Rambo, and it rekindled my interest in the really? franchise. And, wow. And I had to finally decide. I just this one just always got by me. I never saw it. Wow. Okay. Um, I think I think for me, this one kind of stands out a little bit more for me only because again when i when i saw it i was you know, a impressionable youth you know like how old uh, um i had to have been came out 85 but by the time i saw it like he was already pop culture so like the cartoon the video game was already out so this had to have been 87 88 okay so, That's funny you mentioned, yeah, because the character was starting to become very commercial. There was a cartoon series yeah. that uh, that aired in 1986, a right. rabbit cartoon, yeah, where he's ridiculous. He's almost always shirtless, you know, yeah. with a headband. He had an <laughs> iconic look. It was shirtless with a headband. Rambo was a pop culture icon. The iconic headband, yeah. and things like yeah. that. You know, fucking Gremlins too. Which was full of pop culture references. Right, yeah. Gizmo sees he watches Rambo too, that scene where he's talking to the to the sexy uh you know he's like to survive a war, you gotta become war. And then there's a scene later in the Gremlins too where, where Gizmo plays that audio. They replay it in his head. Like that's yeah. he he's like, This is how I'm going to live my life now by the rules of Rambo. And he gets a paperclip and he opens it up and he gets a rubber band and he gets a bow and arrow and he becomes fucking Rambo part two. In Gremlins yes. Part 2. And, of course, let's not forget the biggest pop culture nod to this franchise ever, <laughs> fucking Hot Shots. Yes. Man, that opening scene uh, in Rainbow 3, when I went to go back and revisit Rainbow 3, all I could think of in that whole opening scene of his intro is the way it was, <laughs> it was parodied in Hot Shots Part 2. <laughs> with, with Charlie Sheen, he's got the, yeah. the, the bandit, and they're like, Gummy bears, gummy bears, sprinkles, <laughs> and he's like shoving his fist instead of like broken, like the bad yeah. guys, like James Lou is like broken glass and rotted nails, and Charlie Sheen is like gummy bears and Eminem, <laughs> <laughs> and then they have that whole fight scene, and he, he kicks him in his nuts, and the walnuts fall down. And, but that whole movie is 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 a big nod. I mean, we yeah. we talked about this when we did our Tom Cruise episode about Top Gun and how Top Gun achieved pop culture fame in that it had a spoof movie. Yeah. With the first yeah. Top Gun, which is great. Rambo got the same treatment, man. Yeah. Ram- yeah. It's like they're saying Rambo is the equivalent of Top Gun. Absolutely. Yeah. In a weird pop culture way. In the currency of pop culture. Absolutely. And Charlie Sheen had the bandana. He had the hair. <laughs> he had the black wife beater. He had the big Rambo knife that is also a chainsaw, apparently. Because it has like little like... <laughs> He has yes. the hand. He has a knife, and he like <laughs> turns it on like a chainsaw. <laughs> Hotchkiss Pardue is is really good, and it respects Rambo a little bit. It's like Mel, I think Mel Brooks had that great line: "You got to love what you're parodying," mm-hmm. and you can tell the filmmakers of Hotchkiss do like love Rambo. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, as do we all. He had toys. There's you know, action a to- figures. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, he was. It was a big, big thing. And then I finally saw the movie. So that's that's why um, for this for me. Oh, this- okay. So you, they got you, the people yeah. who saw this character, this rated R character, and and decided to 
uh, tone them down for the youth and aim at them. They caught you. See, they never caught me with that. Yeah. I never, I wasn't even into it. And that was a back thing, man. Back back in the 80s and 90s, studios would do that. They would license toys out and shit for rated R movies. You know, Aliens, Tr- Robocop. Termi- Terminator, yeah. Um, Terminator. These. these were all toys. Yeah. And Robocop in particular, one of the most violent <laughs> right? mainstream action movies I've <laughs> ever seen. They made that a fucking cartoon, man. They made it a toy, yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I think they learned a lesson with Batman Returns. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was the last time I can recall them like inappropriately commercializing and marketing shit. <laughs> yeah, but th- this movie for me, there's like so many memorable like imagery and moments in the film. I'm not gonna say wow. it's the, I'm not gonna say it's the best movie. I'm gonna say it's the most memorable for me. So like all those little montages of him gearing up and. And all this other stuff. The him using the the arrowheads, you know, the explosive arrowheads, and the um, the uh, oh, there's a scene of him. Rambo uses the crossbow, yeah. not a crossbow, a fucking uh, well, a arrow. bow. Yeah, yeah, bow um, and arrow. In all the movies, he used one. In first not in blood also. not in first blood. Yeah, he did. Where the fuck would he have gotten a, cro- a bow and arrow in first blood? Um, he was making shit in the forest. You think he made a bow and arrow? Yeah, it's fucking Rambo. Yeah. Nobody does. Well, shit. Arnold Schwarzenegger did that in Predator, but that's Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. That's <laughs> maybe, like okay. Ridic- so maybe I'll, <laughs> that's I'll, science I'll fiction. Uh, maybe, okay. Fiction, my friend. All right. Maybe I'm not going to doubt you. This so. is the first time he used the bow and arrow. He okay. did not use it in. Uh, all right. Uh, in I'm first not going to doubt you on that. I'm going to say okay. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but subsequently after this one, he used bow and arrow in everything. Yes, that's like his. That's like his go-to thing. That and the knife. <laughs> and the big. Um, no. But uh, anyway, there was a scene uh, uh, where he's like like hiding in the mud, and he like comes out of the mud and like sh- like kills. Doesn't kills like the doesn't like the folk like there's a soldier in the, yeah. in the middle of the jungle and like yeah. the like you see in the background eyes open and you realize he's part of like the background. Yeah. Is that in this movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really good. Um, and just him. You know who also like, wore mud? A fucking. Arthur Predator. I'm telling you, man, these guys were competing <laughs> with each other all the time, always trying to one up each other. Him like uh, avoiding torture with the electroshock thing, and then t- them like telling him to call your base and tell him where you are. Blah blah blah. And he says he just gets on the mic, says Murdoch, I'm coming for you, <laughs> and he like hits the dude with the microphone. Just like I don't know, just so much over the top shit in this movie. I, I, I don't know. It's no, no, no. You're mistaken. Over the top. Was in another movie. Ah, yes, my mistake, my mistake. You gotta, you gotta watch what you're. (laughs) You don't throw that phrase around when we're talking about. Not, not, yeah, not in this, not in this episode. No. Um, Uh, I hope we do an episode where we talk about over the top, even for a moment. Commentary, man. Anyway, uh, Sly's got such a great filmography. Yeah, I got nothing but love for the dude. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so that was Rambo: First Blood Part Two, uh, which. Leads us into so so now the now the character and the and the word and the name and the, uh, and the property Rambo is established. We don't need the first blood anymore. Mm-hmm. We can leave that behind. Now yeah. it's all about Rambo <laughs> three. <laughs> None of that is a thing. I just made it a thing. This mission's important, John. I want you to come with me to help me lead the team. What do you say, John? I put in my time. What's that mean? It means my war's over. He never draws first blood. He only fights back. The first time was for himself. 
a second time was for his country. This time, Rambo, something went wrong. It's for his friend. Trumpman was a good man, and I'm really very sorry. You're just leaving him? What do you expect us to do? Send in a Delta team? Create an international incident? What about me? By the way you look, I can see you have no experience in war, do you? Fired a few shots. Nightmare. Stallone. Rambo 3. I'm sorry I got you into this, John. There you go. Rambo 3, 1988. Yeah. Um, written by Stallone and Sheldon uh, Ledick, who did Bloodsport, Lionheart, Double Impact. So He wrote these movies? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't know you that. Um, directed by Peter McDonald. I'm not too familiar with him. I, I don't... He is nobody. Okay. He was like the second unit director, and then when the first guy they hired uh, got fired after like a week of principal photography, they promoted the second unit director to become the actual director. So give this guy some credit, man. He did what he could with what he had to do. Yeah. He stepped up, and he made a pretty successful movie. A lot of people yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, Oh, you know what? I'm, I was about to mention the uh, some numbers here, but I, I forgot to mention in the last movie, uh, First Blood Part Two, uh, that had a budget of forty four million, so substantial amount more than fifteen million for First Blood, uh, but it still raked it in, man. Uh, U.S. gross was one hundred fifty million. Worldwide gross was three hundred million, the biggest. Wow, out of in, all in, the in eighties dollars, yeah. That's yeah, like a billion dollar movie. Today. So obviously, because of that, we made Rainbow Three, and that one we went from a budget of forty four million. Now we're increasing even more. Now we got sixty three million for the budget. Um, now here's where we're starting to have a fallout. Sixty three million on the budget. U.S. gross was only fifty three million. No. So the worldwide uh, gross was one hundred eighty nine million. So it still made its money back. But um, not U.S. It was all uh, worldwide. Well, this is where the studios, as far as they're concerned, decided the franchise. Okay, it's done. You hit that point. Mm-hmm. You milk. You milk it as much as you can until mm-hmm. you hit that point of diminished returns, and then you stop. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's not quantum physics. No. That's how these studio guys think. So, what do you, what do you think of Rainbow Three? Uh. It's it might be, I want to maybe the least favorite one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to Afghanistan. It's Rambo fighting commies in Afghanistan on the side of the Afghans. It's a part of the Soviet Afghan war. Yeah. yeah. Um, Troutman. Okay. Okay. Well, Rambo's in Thailand. He's like a fisherman or some shit. And on the weekends, he goes down to like the bars and does stick fighting. To make some extra cash or something, I don't know, and that's where Troutman finds him, mm-hmm. and then then he goes back home to like a monastery with like a bunch of monks, yeah, wearing a poncho he, or something. I don't know what he's. Yeah, he's yeah. all he's all about the peace. I've yeah. taken a vow of peacefulness or some shit. I don't know. And Troutman's <laughs> like, uh, there's some shit going down. We need permission. Rambo's like, nay. <laughs> so Troutman goes on some mission in Afghanistan, gets captured. So they approach him again. Cartwood Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Clarence Bodiger from Robocop, 
Red from 70s mm-hmm. show. We all know this character actor. He's great. Yeah. He goes back to Rambo, I think, and says, hey, Troutman got captured. Yeah. Are you in now, motherfucker? And Rambo's like, Rambo's like yeah, fuck that. So Rambo is going to go to Afghanistan to rescue his former commanding officer and friend. Probably the only friend he has left in the entire world. Can I ask you something real quick? Yeah. Uh, so Tr- Troutman is a colonel, right? Yeah. Colonel, colonel Troutman. What would a full bird colonel be doing coming down here? Yeah, he's a full bird colonel, as Brian Denny, he says. Okay. Is it... Uh, no, it's not common practice to send full bird colonels on missions like these. Not at uh, all. Not for a man his okay. age. No. Okay. If that's what you're about to ask, I'm sorry I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I I don't know these things. I just I, but just watching that, it doesn't make sense for a colonel to be in a situation to be captured like the way this whole movie is based. The whole plot of this movie is based upon the catalyst of him getting captured, and I just. It, that didn't make sense to me, but it. Well, I mean, logistically, from a te- you know, from a strategic standpoint, no, we don't do that. But he's the only friend Rambo has in this franchise, and yeah. we need to give Rambo some motivation. So, from a story point, it makes sense, and it's kind of fun halfway through the point, halfway through the movie, when he actually rescues Troutman and they're a team together. Yes. Yeah, and and Troutman is he's armed and got a gun. He's blown guys away right next to him, back to back. They're like fucking bad boys for life. Got each other's backs. They're shooting up <laughs> bad guys, man. It's kind of fun. I've liked Richard Crenna in this franchise entirely, and and sure enough, in this while the whole time he's a POW, he's still dropping those fucking one liners <laughs> about how awesome Rambo is. The the fucking Russian guys like. Uh, like blah blah blah. Why should I fear this man? Who who do you think he is? God? And Richard Kennedy's like, no, God would have mercy. He won't. <laughs> you know, he's just got all these great one-liners to talk about how fucking badass Rambo is. That's kind of his only purpose in these films. And I appreciate it. That <laughs> right? Yeah. Good lines. Because <laughs> he's so good at it. That's why. Jeez. Yeah. Um. I to me, I don't know. This movie just it, it falls. It falls a little flat for me. Um, I know what they're going for. It just they're just trying to. Uh, to me, it's just they're trying too hard to make Rambo more of that typical action star. Um, I think in this one, they even threw in a little bit more humor in his line, in Rambo's lines. Like there's a scene where he's getting all his like gear ready and everything, and there's uh, the guy that he's with. He picks up the little neon blue light, light, and he's like, "What's this?" <laughs> he like clicks it. And he's like, "It's a blue light." It's like, what's it do? It turns blue. Like, it's, it's yeah. like, it's, I don't, he's yeah, still got he, the he's deadpan. He's got little, yeah. yeah Rambo has jokes in this movie. Yeah. Like, you there's know? a scene where he's like, he's, um, he's just nearly escaped an explosion. And he says something like, uh, he's, how, well, you, how you doing? <laughs> well, well done. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Rambo, he's, I'm telling you, man, I think it was Sly, he was competing with Arnold. And at the time, Arnold was fucking just shredding those one-liners, man. Yeah. You know, he impales a guy in the wall with a knife, stick around. You know, <laughs> Arnold was just killing it with those one-liners. And I think this is Sly is like, I can, I can, I, I can, can do this. I can do this shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I think so, dude. Um, and, you know, it's funny that their competition, the, the fruit of that rivalry bore some of the best action movies of the 80s and 90s absolutely. for us. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 
These guys are fighting each other. They're losing their minds, and we're reaping all the benefits. You know, <laughs> it was it was great. It was a great time to be a movie fan or an action fan with these Absolutely. two titan, these two titans of toughness, Arnold and Sly. Yeah, they shaped a genre and a generation. Yeah, that's absolutely. Can't um, say enough about these two muffos. This this particular movie, like I mentioned earlier, it just falls a little flat more. This the story feels more forced than the last two movies. You know the. Um, you know, yeah, the, it wasn't as organic. Like, well, that's the thing though. He had a, in part two. He had a reason to go to Vietnam. He's right. a Vietnam veteran. Yeah, he cared. He even said, like, "Are we going to win this war this time?" In this one, that's why you needed Troutman as a POW because you needed a reason behind Rambo's motivation. Yeah. We've always been heavily invested in this character's motivations like that. So that it was about that. It was about friendship for him. Right. I think even in the in the trailer it says that first he fought for himself, then he fought for his country. <laughs> now he for real? Now he fights for his friends or something like that. It's Oh, they, yeah. that's great. There you go. I couldn't have said I couldn't have said that better. Yeah. So and that's that's kinda how you kinda have to look at it. But um I don't know. It just didn't feel as. Uh, I got a beef with this movie, off. though. Yeah, go ahead. When he gets to Afghanistan, uh, he has the contact, the blue light dude. Mm-hmm. I forget his name. Uh, and there's this fucking kid. Yeah. The, oh, God. Like, last time you tried to force a romance, this time you're trying to force a fucking kid into the movie. Yeah. It's 1988, you know, but, like, this little Afghani freedom fighter kid, I don't know, who's, like, hanging around all the time. And Rambo has to, like, stop fighting in the middle of a firefight to go rescue this kid who sucks. Uh, could have done without him. And at the end, the kid survives. And I think he get doesn't he? Yep. Does he give him, like, the v- the Vietnam chick necklace or something? That's yep. fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah. She gave that to you. <laughs> to you, because you were in love with her. Well, no, she didn't give it to him. He took it from her after she was dead. But, uh, so you grave robbed this really yeah. sexy. Um, yeah. And now you're giving it to... Well, okay, that's, <laughs> that actually... That, that follows. He says it gave him good luck. <laughs> didn't give her any good luck. <laughs> that's, why, that's why he has it now. Oh, God. But uh, they drive away, him and Trotman and Humvee, and they leave Afghanistan and the state it is. And, well, we all know where... We all know what happened there. Yeah. Do you find it odd to watch this movie where the Afghans are the good guys, considering the political climate we've been living in for the past? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, not really. Because I just, I did, I kind of watched these movie in the kind of like in a time capsule of when they were made. You know, I don't look at it. I mean, the movie is dedicated to the people of Afghanistan. Yeah, that is kind of yeah. <laughs> Literally, it says that at the end, like yeah. like in big old bold letters. Yeah. Uh, but again, sign of the times. It was during the Soviet Afghan War, so the, whatever. It's, um, you know, it's there was a uh, you know this another thing that kind of threw me off on this this movie, the ending. You know, the first two movies, he had this big speech at the end about why he's fighting, why what's going on. This movie, he didn't have a speech. They just got no in a jeep and drove off. <laughs> so. Um, there was a. There's actually an altered ending, which I kind of liked a little bit better. Um, I've not seen this. Yeah, so they're driving. You know, th- theatrically, they just drive off on the jeep, whatever. Um, in this altered ending, which I saw on the DVD, uh, he actually tells Troutman to stop. You know, stop the car. He gets out, 
and he actually walks, starts to walk back to the village um, to, to kind of help out. Which say with, does he go to the kid and does he punch the kid in the face? <laughs> oh, it's my fucking necklace! Yeah, and he drives away. That and the would movie be ends. Awesome. That yeah, would be awesome. love no, that deleted but, but scene. It just ends like him going back to the village. <laughs> but what, the reason I was I was bringing this up is because that thematically. I think that makes more sense as an ending to the movie than what we got. Because if you look at him in this movie, he's all about learning the culture and learning who these people are. And he's learning the history. And blah. There's there's scenes. We spend like a lot all, of time. Too yeah, much time, if you ask me. If way like, too much. Way oh, too much is time. this like is this like horse? Was this polo or something? We're, we're playing sports. <laughs> Sheep horses. <polo? laughs> yeah, like we're, we're, he's on horses playing like soccer or something. I don't know. It's like this. I don't know what it is. I'm not a sports guy. Toss the sheep. I don't know what it's called. I don't know. But, but he's like learning their ways, and they're all loving him, and everybody yeah. in the village. He's like, "Ooh, we love Rambo." Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I just, that, I, yeah. I just think that that would make that made more sense for his character. Just uh, he has nothing else. Le- I mean, that's how his character is. He just kind of goes where he's needed, I guess, or where he wants to go. Pretty much, he's already a drifter. Pretty much, vagrant. Um, so why, why, why not? How would that look? Yeah. Why not? Why not just John Rambo, and... winner of the Congressional Medal of Honor, arrested for vagrancy in Jerkwater, USA. <laughs> How would that look on his headstone at Arlington? Yeah, right. Yeah. Died in the middle of the Afghanistan mountains, uh, defending some random douche kid. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like that kid. I'm sorry. No, he was annoying. Um, but anyway, t- t- my point was it-, it would make, to me, in my mind, it makes sense for him as a character to want to stick around and help them rebuild the village and all this other stuff. And also, that would explain why he's not back in the U.S. or anything like that when we get to the next movie, right? Not that they plan on making another movie after this, but, you know, in Rainbow mm. 4. Well, he's, he's to already... counter that, though, yeah. um, when you're right. That was the end of the franchise. It, it was a toy now at this point. It was being very commercial in this movie. Like you said, it, it had some diminished returns box office-wise. Mm. A lot of people consider the third one the weakest one. That's just sort of the pulse. Right, yeah. Um, so the franchise was over. It's 1988. Sly's moving on to bigger and better things. He's He goes on to become one of the biggest action heroes we've ever had in, mm. in the history of movies. So in 2006, everybody's like, he's going to reboot Rocky, that old-ass franchise. Mm -hmm. Seriously, you should just let it go, man. The last one sucked, but whatever, let it go. And he reboots it with Rocky Balboa in 2006. And I love Rocky Balboa. I think it's a really great film. You're like, whoa, he pulled it off. He resurrected the franchise. (laughs) I guess, you know, everybody gets one. (laughs) And then in 2008, two years years later, what? He's now he's gonna resurrect Rambo? Like what is it with Sly? What what is his obsession with resurrecting these old ass franchises? Okay, the, you pulled the it balls off on this once. guy, right? <laughs> yeah, you pulled it off once. You know, a person should be considering themselves lucky they pulled it off once. Yeah. This fucker pulled it off again. <laughs> twice. Who does that? Who resurrects old ass franchises twice in a row? Dude, come on. Give Sly credit where Chris is due, Oh, man. yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, so in 2008, we get just just Rambo. Right. Because yeah. at this point in pop culture, it's just Rambo. You know his name. 
And you know what he's capable of. I was told it might be possible to rent your boat. We need to get upriver. Where? Into Burma. Burma's a war zone. Up the Salween River is our best alternative. I can't help you out. Please, that will help change people's lives. Are you bringing in any weapons? Of course not. You're not changing anything. What happened? Well, no one knows. You know where you are. What you're made of. My first thoughts about it is uh, so much blood, blood and guts everywhere. Just, just so, so violent. So, Did probably you the start most, to... most violent movie of the franchise. I gotta say, um, it's it's really violent. Did you? Yeah. So you notice all the blood? Did you start taking notes when you saw first blood? Uh... Let's see what. It, there's a joke there. I'll, I'll workshop it. Yeah. No, this movie is very violent. I think yeah. that's sort of what actually swayed a lot of people to be like, fuck yeah, this movie's awesome, is it is so goddamn fucking violent. <laughs> you were talking about uh, Rambo 3 and, and how we you wanted him to settle in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and I said no. It's because in this movie, in, in the beginning of Rambo 3, he's in Thailand. In the beginning of Ram of Rambo, part four, <coughs> he's I don't know where he is. I think it's I think he's back in Thailand. I think so. Yeah, he's like a snake wrangler or something mm-hmm. yeah. working in Thailand, and a bunch of like Christian, um, what do you Mi- call those missionaries? Of the country missionaries. Yeah, yeah. They want to hire him to take them to human, uh, uh, yeah Christian human rights missionaries. That's what it was. Yeah, they're all about human rights and the reason they're there in the first place to. Try to save these people. Yeah. Uh, Julie Benz is among them. Yes. Uh, an actress I have a sauce about for from Buffy and Angel. Mm-hmm. But her and a bunch of other people want Rambo to ferry them down to Burma, to, to Myanmar. Myanmar has been like a war zone. <laughs> uh, I started to do some research into that conflict for, so I can sound professional when I did this episode. There's so much to know. <laughs> uh, but basically it's a war zone. And Rambo doesn't want to take them, but Julie Benz convinces him, and I yeah. guess he gets like a crush on her. A little bit, yeah. There's some some kind of tension between the two. I, it's kind of vague, but it's, it's there's something there, I think. Um, but I think didn't didn't uh, Stallone decide to make this movie? Which by the he directed it. This, he guess, directed this yeah, shit. Gotta say that too. Stallone's he, directed a lot of movies, man. People forget that yeah. he's like as accomplished a director as a lot of other. Guys, you can name, man. Yeah. yeah. He's a writer. He's a director. He's a producer. He's an actor. Yeah. I, people, 
Because I think because Rocky is his most iconic role, and Rocky is like uh, uh, like an idiot. People assume, sort of like Keanu. Yeah, he's I, most I associated yeah. as like a surfer guy. Like whoa, 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 whoa. people think he's an idiot, but mm-hmm. people forget that Sly is a very accomplished filmmaker. That's all right. Yeah. Um, but I think he wanted to make this movie. Because he found out about all the stuff that's going on over there in Burma and, and everything, and he wanted yeah. to bring light to it. And it, uh, it's genocide is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Because he wrote it too, like him and some other dude. Uh, but I think it's basically written directed by Stallone. Um. So, what did you want to say about the movie? There's this one scene. I watched it about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you were like, I'm getting ready to set up. I'm like, okay, I'm setting my laptop. I was ready to set up, and I just decided, you know what? Let me just watch that scene in Rambo where the village, where all the missionary doctors, the Christian missionaries, or whatever, and then he gets raided. And there's, it's it's really hard to watch. It's really violent. Mm-hmm. If that's your thing, dude, check this movie out. I mean, yeah, but like, they like there are guys with their foot on like a little eight-year-old kid while they're stabbing him with bayonets. Mm-hmm. There are children being ripped from their mothers who are about to get raped and being thrown into fires. Like, it's violent as fuck. Yeah. It's really hard to sit through. Uh. <laughs> but, I mean, and again, I think that's the point that he was trying to make, I would, I think, uh, in, in making this movie. Uh, I hope that's what he's doing. I hope he was not just being gratuitous about it. I don't, I don't think, I don't think, because I, I think by this point, to Stallone, I would think that Rambo, the character, means something to him. I think he has, you know, he's just he's just he's up there with Rocky. I think as far as his characters goes, um, at least I would think I would think so. No, um, I hope so. I mean, the only thing that made that scene like not totally unbearable is because there's some bad CGI. Mm-hmm. It's it's CGI bullet squibs. Like, one of the missionary doctors gets blown up and his legs are blown off. And it's, like, CGI stumps. Yeah. Like for- Garrison East and Forrest Gump, this is not. <laughs> you can tell it's computer generated and it's sort of like, oh, yeah. Kind of remind. It's comforting. It reminds you you're watching not a real, Hollywood right? movie. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they so did it on maybe, purpose. Yeah, maybe they did it on purpose. That's what I'm about to say that. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a rough scene. But you know it's, what makes up for it, though? What's that? Big, uh, what is that? M eighty or M sixty, whatever on the on the jeep, where he just starts mowing down all those yeah. fuckers. God damn, he's just yeah. Well, he's Rambo, yeah. Somebody shows up and been like, hey, all these people you just helped down the river, they're captured. We're gonna, we bought like a handful of uh, well, mercenaries of so, of soldiers. Yeah, mercenaries. We bought a we we fucking bought the A team. Yeah, and they're gonna head down. I wish it was the A team. We bought the Expendables. No, wait, because shit slides in that. We bought just we bought the losers. No, that's a different movie. Uh, we just bought some generic mercenaries. Uh, one of them, yeah, we bought the not the B team, not the B team. No, there's this Benny Hill sketch called the B team, where Benny Hill it's it's like an A team episode, and Benny Hill plays Hannibal Smith. And Mr. T, both of them. I think it's on YouTube. It's really funny. But you know what? The B team. But you know what? The the fact that I said B team and you immediately went to that, that's impressive. (laughs) Not really. I love that sketch. (laughs) It's really funny. Um, 
So Rambo's like, I'll take all these soldiers down the river. And then they get to where they're going. All the soldiers are locking and loading. And like, all right, let's get ready to hump. And Rambo's got his bow and arrow. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going. And they're like, where are you going, old man? There's like this old ass SAS guy yeah. who also played like a dwarf in The Hobbit. Uh, remember the where, main bald dude in Rambo? Is that where I seen it from? Yeah, I know. Remember where... the main bald dude in Rambo? Yeah. He was yeah. like the main dwarf. He was the first guy who shows up at the Bob, at Bilbo Baggins' house. Like, they're very good this. Have you got any more? He's the bald guy. Mm. And then when – he played Dwalin. And then when Balin shows up and they headbunt because they're brothers. And... I'm going to stop you there. I fell asleep watching Hobbit. So. Oh, God. <laughs> well, well, I'm a, well <laughs> so – Dwalin. I'm just gonna call him fucking. <laughs> I don't know the actor's name and I don't know the character's name, but I know he paid Dwalin. Okay. In the Hobbit movies. So Dwalin's like, uh, "Why are we taking the boatman with us? Like, you better keep up." And Rambo, of course, in fashion, says nothing. Mm-hmm. And they come to the village that had just been raided, and all these Burmese soldiers, I guess, because it's like a slow day. It's like a slow Wednesday. They bring people out, like handcuffed or, or tied up, and then they shove them into those rice paddy fields. Mm. But first they throw all these fucking mines. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, they send the people off. And the people are like, I don't want to run into the minefields. So they start shooting AKs. And all the soldiers, all the mercenaries are hiding. They're like, just be quiet. Just let it happen. Yeah. We're not going to get involved. Of course, Rambo, he's not going to stand by and watch innocent people. He whips out his fucking bow and arrow. And just starts taking out motherfuckers with his bow and arrow. No, it's explosive a good this time, Yeah, no, he's just shooting yeah. motherfuckers with a bow and arrow. But I man. like, I like the introduction of that, of, of when we see Rambo finally back in action. Is the, like you said, the mercenaries is kind of laying low, and all you see is, you know, is an arrow going through. Yeah, that's it. And it's, they're like, what the fuck? And then you turn around, they all turn around, and they see Rambo just over there, fucking, you know, just. Going to town. He's like fucking uh, Legolas with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, toot, 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 the whip, the whip, the whip. No, he's not Spider Man. Yeah. But yeah, dude, he just takes all these dude with just a bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the ring of survivors, they just run away, and the soldiers are like, like, what the fuck are you doing, old man? Like, we thought you were just like our Uber. <laughs> you know, you were like our fucking Southeast Asia river Uber. You know, that was one thing we didn't we didn't talk about because you know, and all we. You know, we mentioned the bow and arrows and everything like that, but in this movie, um, he didn't have a signature rainbow knife, but he made like a machete or something like some kind of. He forged his own knife uh, in his in his shop or something. Yeah, uh, he's like hammering that shit out. Yeah, yeah. So that was like uh, the the badass nine thousand version. Of but did the, he ever actually use the knife? He I made? think he used it once. I think he like tore a dude in. Oh yeah, he killed the main. Uh, the, the main oh one. yeah 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 it cuts like his gut in yeah half. <laughs> I forgot he I forgot that was the How knife forget yeah. that jeez because <laughs> it wasn't the fucking Rambo knife yeah right had it been the Rambo knife he'd been like fuck yeah Rambo knife uh, but we didn't but uh, yeah I think uh, going back I think I don't know what we we swayed away from but yeah him just. Getting in, the, getting the gun, and just like mowing down everybody with the. It, well, there's a scene right? where like the soldiers are all hidden. And it basically sneaks up Rambo style, right? <laughs> and uh, he he takes over a jeep that happens to have like this fucking uh, fifty cal or something. Fifty cal, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And there's the guy sitting in the driver's seat. He's in the trunk of this, and he just aims like two <laughs> feet away and just <laughs> unloads a 50 cal on the guy, and the guy basically gets exploded. <laughs> Like, and after that, it's like <laughs> he starts mo- he just starts mowing motherfuckers down. A boat comes upstream. They're shooting flamethrowers. They're shooting rocket launch. It's like it's such a fucking intense action sequence. And slide directed, man. It's it's yeah. a really intense action sequence. A lot of action. It's almost action heavy. It's almost cathartic after seeing the village get wiped out from the bad guys. You know, it's just God. Like, yeah, I yeah. hate these guys. Yeah. They're like rapers and shit. They show them like ripping children from their mothers yeah. and then tossing them in the fires. I don't know if I said that already. It's yes, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You ever see the movie Troy? Do what? You ever see the movie Troy? Uh, Big movie. Yes. Do you ever see the director's cut? No, I haven't. Director's cut when all the fucking Trojans stormed the city of Troy. Yeah. It's it's pretty violent, dude. Oh yeah, I can see why they cut it. Probably just to get the PG thirteen rating because they, it is ripping children, throwing them, in, throwing babies into fires. Oh wow, it's pretty violent too. I'm just saying, if you if you're listening to us talk about Rambo and how violent it is, and you got a hard on, you should probably check out Troy because it's a pretty rowdy scene too. Yeah, and then go get yourself <laughs> checked out. <laughs> yeah, and and, and unsubscribe because uh, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's the guy who just. I think those those things right there is what I remember most about this movie. So there's two scenes really. Um, what do you think about him working with the team? Because that was like the first time we. Uh, or do you the... mean what do I think about the team working with him? Yeah, really, right? I, he <laughs> he kind of like in in that scene. He takes like, control at, big time. Yeah. yeah, like he he kills everybody with the bow and arrow and all the, all the fucking mercenaries who have been hiding this whole time, and none of them none of them step up. Mm-hmm. I thought that one British sniper might, because he yeah. showed up. He he stepped up and he became like the biggest ally in the film, and I like that dude. But I thought in that scene he might have stepped up. None of them did. Mm-hmm. They let Rambo handle it all, and yeah. then Dwalin is like like what the fuck? Like they're gonna be, they're gonna come looking for us once once these guys don't check in or whatever. And Rambo like like pulls out an arrow and aims it like right at his face. Everybody pulls their guns, but Rambo's already cocked and loaded with his arrow. And he's he says something. He he says this thing that's almost like the catchphrase of the movie. He says, uh, "Live for nothing." He's like, "Live for nothing, or die for something." Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't get that. I I shouldn't it be reversed? Like live for something or die for nothing. Like if those are your choices. No, he's saying if you're gonna. Die, yeah, no, I get it. He's because he's saying. I don't get it. I think it should be reversed. Die for something. He's like, if you're gonna die, make it worth. You know, make it for something, and not don't be don't waste it. Pretty much, I guess. Mm, you might be right. It makes <laughs> it makes sense when I heard it. So you might be right. I don't know. I mean, you might be right. Live for something, live for nothing, live for. Nah. I'm not gonna try and dissect this while you're listening. I won't put you through that. But um, he clearly shows this is not just a boat man. Yeah. This guy, this yeah. guy could take all of our testicles and use them as dice if he wanted to. So we're gonna follow this guy. Uh, they get to the village. They they they. It's in the rain. It's at night. It's a stealthy thing. They're mostly cutting throats. Yeah. Rambo gets Julie Benz, and they're leaving. They're running. 
Uh, I think they rescue one of the doctor missionary guys. He was a villain in Punisher season one, I think. The guy Punisher like punched and he has a dead eye. I think oh, yeah. he's the doctor guy who when the shit hits the fan and and their bullets flying everywhere, he's like like I'm a Christian doctor missionary. He grabs a rock and starts beating a dude mm-hmm. to death. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, dude, in war you gotta do what you gotta do, man. And this guy realized it. Yeah. Uh live for nothing or die for something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that applies or not. But um it's it's a pretty good movie, dude. Pretty good movie. Good way to end it. Kind of, it, it kind of came out of nowhere, and it kind of, um, where Rainbow Three kind of left a little bit of a sour taste to people's mouths for the franchise. I think this one kind of wrapped it up. Matter of fact, um, I forgot about this part of it when I f- saw the movie originally, but when I went to go revisit it, I had forgotten. The end of this movie, I forgot the ending all all, all together, where he actually goes back to the states and he's walking down the street. It mirrors the big opening scene of First Blood, like he's walking down and he's going to the farm and everything. And this this is how this movie ends. He's back in the states. He's walking. He goes to a farm. He, says, he sees a mailbox that says Rainbow on it, and he walks into it. <laughs> so uh, that's his surname. Yeah. So. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, you know where he's going? He's going to Bowie, Arizona, where he's from. They say that in... I think they say in Rambo 2. Yes. When yeah. when uh, Charles Napier is just like, hey, Congressional Medal of Honor winner, blah, 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 blah born in Bowie, Arizona, blah, blah. He just yeah. sort of listens to stats, yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to just to kind of establish, you know, get everybody up to speed with who he is. But um, did you... Did, Yes, yeah. but Rambo, I'm... he's about uh, three eight, three hours from here, where I am at, in Arizona right now. Oh, I could go visit Rambo's hometown. Oh, listen to you. Except uh... I don't want to and don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think with the ending of this movie, with him walking back in the ending, mirroring the beginning of First Blood, do you think this they meant this to be the last movie? I'm sure. I'm sure. Sly wrote this thinking, like, this is just a Hail Mary that I'll even get this made, Yeah. let alone that it might be successful. I think he just wanted to end it on his terms. Yeah. I think that might have been what, like, I th- and I think he might have been riding the high of, uh, hey, I just pulled off a miracle with Rocky. Yeah. I pulled off the impossible. Everybody said it couldn't be done, and I did it. And I think it, I think he might have still been a little bit high. He, he was rubbing that coke on his teeth, metaphorically. <laughs> like I think I could do it. I think I could do it. And he did it. And he fucking did it. Well, um, box office wise, uh, budget he had fifty million. U.S. gross was forty two million. Worldwide gross is one hundred thirteen million. So he they made their money back, but. Um, it wasn't a juggernaut issue, but it was a small. I think it was a smaller release, though. I don't think it was uh, a big as big as a push as a, of when they were back in their heyday. You know, this was more of a smaller release. I think. I don't think this was about for Sly. I don't think it was about making money. No, I think no. it was about uh, getting the message the, out. Yeah. Well, uh, the character of Rambo, as we know it, you know, sort of uh, reshaping it. Because we left him in a sorry state, and he wanted to leave it in a better state. And now we think better of Rambo. We know that, wow, he's a senior citizen who kicks all the ass. 
Very lucky with Rocky Balboa. I wanted to end that series on the right note. And I, I felt the same way uh, with Rambo 3. I thought it was more of a vanity project. We dealt with Afghanistan. It wasn't very successful. And I think the world has changed so much lately that uh, everything is a cycle. And right now, I just felt this was a great story. No one knows about Burma. Burma is a horrendous situation going on on the planet. So it could serve two masters. But when you... Oh, um, you know what? I just remember there was, there was one nice scene in this movie... Uh, after Julie Benz uh, talks talks to him to try to get him in the fight or whatever, to, to convince him to take him, there's a he has like a dream sequence or a flashback sequence of, uh, of of Troutman and some of their adventures, like scenes from the last last movies all together. Um, and nice little recap and nice to show acknowledge Krina. Uh, 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 and, and since he's passed away, he's not with us anymore. But it was a nice way to include him in the movie in some in some sense, you know. <laughs> so at least we got him in flashbacks. So, but it showed like a history. He's got an IMDb credit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's it's just uh, it was a nice scene of him reflecting back and, and getting, I guess, psyching himself up, I guess, to remember what he what's what he's all about. But um, why do you think? After all this, he moved back to the United States. Do you think he was escaping or running from the Burmese government or the Myanmar government? Uh, like what? The movie ends with him, like like you said, he's marching a dust road in Arizona yeah. to his family farm, estate. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, because he kills the 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 general or whoever that was. Uh, uh, and then that's pretty much it. So surely there would be some kind of retaliation or something. I don't know if there would be a retaliation. And don't call me Shirley. But I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's almost as if like, like they wanted to end the franchise. And I assume this is going to be the end. Or at least they thought it would be the mm-hmm. end with him going home. Yeah, It's like full circle. He was born in Bowie, Arizona. And he, he went to Vietnam. And then he got out of Vietnam, or went to prison, and got out of prison, and went back to Vietnam, then went to Thailand, and then went to Thailand again, and invaded Burma, and he comes back around all the way just so he can come back to Arizona. Yeah. It's like, that's how we should end it. The character traveled the world mm-hmm. and fought, the, the man fought crazy wars, and he, he came home. Yeah. And that would have been a great ending for the character. Yeah. I think. I, no, I agree. And, and, that's why I, when I was rewatching this movie, I just I was like, "Huh, wow!" Because I had forgotten that he did come back to this, went back, and it was like a full circle type of situation for the ending. Um, so I, I just hope that uh, I really hope that Last Blood is uh, holds up. You know, it just it doesn't because, uh, like I said, I'm tr- <laughs> like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to like. Look at reviews and, and see what people are saying about it, and or anything like that. I'm just, I just wanted to end on it's a just, note. He accomplished the impossible when he made Rambo. Like you resurrected two franchises and just like let it go. Yeah, I, it seems like Sly is like sort of tempting fate. <laughs> <laughs> if this isn't awesome, uh, then it's like, dude, it could have ended awesome, and now you're gonna end it on this unless you do like. Really, last blood, <laughs> and like you try and do it one more time. No, and... no, 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 no. You're, you're missing out on it. Rambo, last blood, part two. 
<laughs> For real, right? That would be the ultimate ending. That would be almost like calling it out on its franchisee mentality. Yeah. But I gotta say, the uh, he'll be the, like eighty by then. the the first The first image that they showed of him for this of Last Blood was uh, him like in a, in a duster jacket, in, like cowboy hat, and like very like Western, you know, style. So I'm like, okay, we're getting a little Western vibe from this. But, I uh, say that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's he's back on a farm, so th- there you go. But yeah, um, I th- I sort. Of- I, I, I kind of tried to not pay too much attention to the marketing, but uh, I was getting like a old man Logan vibe. A little like bit. He's a farmer now and yeah. stuff like that. And, yeah. yeah. And, I, and it, that might be what the vibe is. I was is like, ooh, Logan, like, yeah. that's cool. Like he was away from everything and he got pulled into like one Rambo last. Go, Rambo goes old man Logan vibe. Not movie, but comic. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. Or maybe it is cool. I don't know. I haven't seen the trailers. Yeah. Um. But this one, uh, Last Blood, is again written by Stallone and uh, directed by Adrian Grunberg. I'm not really too sure that is, but uh, mm. um, don't know him. Yeah, but at least Stallone's still writing it, so he's he's writing the last chapter supposedly of, of, of Rainbow. So, <coughs> yeah. Let's hope it's the last last. Let me ask you something. Hmm. Since we're wrapping up, yeah. Here. Um, if Stallone got a hair up his ass that he wanted to resurrect another old character or old franchise or even old, just one movie, what would you like to see? Oh my goodness. God, he's sending so many freaking... I'm going to say uh, Cliffhanger. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, you want to see a senior citizen dangling <laughs> off mountains. Yes. I mean, you were you were the one asking, like, why is Sergeant Trotman still going out in the field? He's so old. No, because he's, he's a colonel. No, because he's a colonel. That's what I was saying. It was a rank uh, thing for me. But it's also the fact that, come on, he's really old. Oh, okay. I was going more for rank, but okay. So you still want to see Sly <laughs> at his age? He's, this time he's going to hang off of a, a, a taller cliff. Uh, cliffhanger. Last Blood Part 2. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to call it. Um, I don't know. What other franchise? I mean... I mean... Rainbow? Now that I've just given you shit about, like, the realisticness of his age, I was going to say Demolition Man, but, like... Like, what if he's, like, 65, and then they... Re- they thaw... Same plot. Same yeah. plot. They thaw out an old criminal... And it's like, oh, he's part of, he's one of those old school criminals, and we're still a gentle society, so we need some sort of a demolition man to counter him. (laughs) I would buy that. It would sound so, I would be like, fuck yeah, just more demolition man. As long as the old criminal is Wesley Snipes. Well, 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 he died. I mean, it can't be him. Damn it. Yeah, that's right. You know who it it would be? It would be Omar Epps. Because Omar Epps is famous for taking over roles that Wesley Snipes has tossed aside, like fucking Major League. Or... <laughs> um, what other franchise could he do? Uh... Over the top. Over the topper. <laughs> over the top, part two. First, I don't know. <laughs> even more over. Even more <laughs> over the top. <laughs> Way more over. Yeah. Uh, Way over the top. There you go. Way over the top. Get way over the top, yeah. Fucking Dan, uh, 
what's the kid's name in the movie? Danny? No, that's, oh, he played God. Danny in Transformers. Uh, Mikey. Mm. Mikey's now CEO of Hawk and Son Trucking <laughs> and Sly. And then and Danny makes some sort of bad investment, and the company's about to go under. And the only way to save the trucking company that Danny fucked up because he's a fucking retard is for Lincoln Hawk to come out of retirement and arm wrestle to, to win the money to save the company. Boom. Just, just off the old baseball cap. <laughs> Put it on back. Because <laughs> when I turn it around, I feel like a truck. Fuck yeah, dude. Boom. I just wrote it over the top two for you. You're what welcome. About, what about uh, Cobra 2? Uh, Cobra 2, God, I want to could talk that, about Cobra that work? so badly. Could that work? Mm. I mean, he's just a cop. Yeah. He's just a cop. Yeah, and you could do it. You could do just a cop movie. But, I mean, how many cops his age are still, like, out there working the beat, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cobra can't work. Cobra only exists as a beat cop. No. Huh. Well. What about Oscar? Part two. No. What about um, what about Assassins Part Two? I guess we got that in Expendables when they brought Antonio Banderas back in there. Uh, Holy shit! That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they were in Assassins together, and then they were fucking Expendable Three together, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah! <laughs> God, I would love to listen to a conversation of between Antonio and Sly. With slides like and Antonio, <laughs> give How me some these guys please. understand each other. Yeah, yeah, please, right? <laughs> I love Assassins, dude. I'd love a sequel to that. Robert Rath and Julianne Moore, like he's she's still his chick, so put Julianne Moore in it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, wow. Stallone, Julianne Moore, and, dude. We and could do this. we could do an episode just on Stallone nineties movies. We do a sequel to The Specialist. Turns out yeah. when James Woods got blown up, wow. he just got, like, a scar on his face. So he's like James Franco <laughs> in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And James Woods, we get Jimmy Woods to be the villain of Specialist 2, <laughs> Sharon Stone. I haven't seen her in a long time. I don't know if she's still fuckable or not. Maybe. Probably. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I've seen her. Yeah. They're still together. Ray Quick. Uh, yeah, I'd see a Specialist Part 2. With Jimmy Woods with a half scarred face. Was Specialist the one there is that shower scene with uh, Sharon? Uh, uh, yeah, I went into great detail about that like an hour ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've now brought us Rambo back after almost, or a little over 10 years. You gave us Rocky recently. Congratulations on all thank your you, awards you. with Creed. Is there another character that you would like to bring back? I vote for either Over the Top, Tango ah, and Cash. Lincoln Hawk. Yeah. I loved that movie. Is there a character you'd like to bring back? I, I, well, if you're going to do it, there is. I'm talking with uh, Robert Rodriguez right now, I hope he doesn't mind, about uh, Cobra. Wow. Which, which looks like that can happen as, as a series. I, yeah. You know, it's basically his baby now. Right. Uh, I would do Tango and Cash in a second because I know with Kurt, it's not about, you know, really a caper. It's just us. Fun. Thing. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know, Sly. 
we're looking at, <laughs> there we are in our prime, and now we're like in our unprime, and I don't know. I said, Kurt, that's not what I'm telling you. You got it going on. But he goes, well, I'll talk to you when I get back. We did so. Guardians, and I know James has said he wants you back for Guardians. Like a bigger role, is that going to happen, or? Yeah, really? Yeah. James is a man of his word, so if he, whatever he wants. I love James, so if, if he wants to do it, yeah, it'd be great. Um, so what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So, Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> How would you rank these movies? First Blood, Rambo, Rambo 2, Rambo 3. Hmm. From best to worst. Okay. Yeah. I would go uh, First Blood Part 2, then First Blood, then Rambo, then Rambo 3. You really like part two, huh? More, um, it was my introduction to the... To you grew the, up with it, you grew up with it, yeah. I'm not going to say, no, I'm not going to, if I'm going off film-wise, I probably would swap one and two. I would, I would make First Blood, I would rank that one. But I'm going, me, personally, I would say Rainbow First Blood part two, top. Mm. Yeah. It was both for me, just, just aesthetically, and then just, I grew up with, with First Blood. Yeah. I can't remember an age where I didn't know that movie. Yeah. Um, I looked up on uh, IMDb. Here's how the they ranked as far as the user, the IMDb scores. Number one, highest score. First Blood. First Blood. Yeah. 7.7. 7. Um, after That's that. It? Oh, that makes me sad. After that, Rambo. Four. <laughs> uh, 7.0. For the fourth Rainbow movie, okay, so okay. Um, and then after that, well, I actually I threw in Last Blood because it is in the ranking. Well, don't count that one. Don't, don't count that one. one. Okay, so I'm gonna, no. Okay, so um, so we got First Blood, and then we have Rambo, and then we have uh, Rambo First Blood Part Two at six point five. Yeah, I called it. Yep, and I then, called the rankings. <laughs> and then in the very last bottom at five point eight is Rainbow Three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got the pulse. You did, yeah. I got the pulse. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got the power. You should have said uh, ranking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, if you can get Sylvester Stallone to voice a Transformer, who would it be? Oh, my God. Um, Ironhide. That's a good one. Ironhide. I'll say Ironhide or Warpath. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I look at a monitor prime, my circuit sizzles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So, I'm looking forward to seeing Last Blood. Uh, Me I, too. I, I'm trying. I'm probably not, gonna wait. Yeah, I'm trying not to get my expectations too high, but I just wanted to end on a solid note. That's all. That's all I want. Uh, yeah. I care about the legacy of Rambo too. I've known, I've grown up with it. It's been a part of my entire life. The Rambo yeah. legacy. Yeah. Crazy. And I don't want to see it tarnished any more than uh, Sylvester Stallone does. Well, he might care about the legacy a little bit more than me, <laughs> but only a little bit. But I'll give it to him. He he cares about it more than me. Yeah. That being said, I care about it a lot. It's part of my childhood. It's part of my youth. Part of my entire cinematic life. And I hope it does well. Yeah, and just thinking about that, it's it's kind of cool that here we are talking about a, this franchise that was for the most 
for the longest time, it was just, it, oh, just those 80s action flicks, you know, whatever. But now you can say it's a it's a generation-spanning franchise that's lasted 30, what, 36, 37 years already. 38 years, maybe? Yeah. Eight, 1982 to 2019. Do yeah. the math. Yeah. So, um, yeah. it's And you know what? These movies are just, for you know... I have my grievances with like part three and things like that, but you know, for the most part, these are just, you know, and for the most part, like an hour and a half movies of just action, you know, and just, especially the first, you know, first three movies, just, mm-hmm. uh, just especially part three, part three was a really expensive movie for its time. Yeah. And it, and it starts very slow, but once the action kicks in, it's, balls to the wall like crazy 80s action it's like it's like almost an hour into that movie before anything happens i mean i remember that scene where where stallone gets shot like through his stomach like oh yes i forgot to mention that one yes and and he's and it it came in and out but he's got this open wound so he he like opens up like a shotgun round Mm -hmm. and like pours gunpowder all throughout the wound and he gets like a burning stick yeah and he shoves it into his stomach and like Boom! Fire explodes out of <laughs> like see both ends of, of his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, do it as Stallone scream because he cauterized. I'm like, whoa! Like that's hardcore. That was one of the. I I remember that seeing yeah. that as a kid, and that that's the one thing that stuck with me. Yeah, for years. Actually, you know what? Um, yeah, because Rainbow Three, I think. Actually, I, I want to say my dad took me to go see that in the theater because I remember that scene in that theater. Yeah. That stuck with me as a kid. <laughs> see, yeah. the, see, first of all, you're taking that shit out of his side and then lighting his, like, put, uh, I guess, cauterizing the wound, I guess. I guess. I, I'm assuming that's what he's trying to do. Would that have worked? Um, Would that have worked in real life? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I have no fucking, I'm not a where's, gray. Where's like the myth, where's the Mythbusters on that one? For, <laughs> for real. Um, but anyway. anyways, I don't know much more there's to say. Yeah. Now this is a this is a fun episode to do, and uh, we try to, you know, with, with this last movie coming out, you know, figure this is as good as time as any to talk about the whole franchise of Rambo just in general. So um, to talk about Rambo, John J. What do you think the J stands for? What do you think Rambo's middle name is? Starts with J. They've never said John. John John. His name is John John Rambo. <laughs> yeah. What if it turns out in this latest movie, it's like a shitty name, like Justin. Or some sort of <laughs> shitty name. <laughs> Jameson. John Justin Rambo. Oh, that sounds terrible. Jameson. That's what it is. John Jameson Rambo. Ah, I guess. <laughs> Jer- John Jeremy. It turns out his middle name is Jiggle Hammerschmidt. Now, I don't know. What do you think that John J. Rambo? What is the J? Ooh. Let us know. James. John James. I don't know. Yeah. What well, if it's just like Homer Simpson and it turns out after all this time it's just the J stands for J. <laughs> J Y. John J. My name is John J. Rambo. There you go. Leave it up to your imagination. What if Walt, in the beginning of First Blood, when he reads it, he's actually saying the name Rambo. John J. His middle name is J. J Y, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> J Y. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. Guess we'll never know. Or yeah. we might know if we end up going to see Last Blood. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, we the answer may already be out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm probably gonna red box it. 
At this if point, I, it's been out too long. Yeah, if I can get my my ass out to the house, I could. Yeah, I'll go watch it. But yeah, it'll probably be at the movie theater by then. But anyway, um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and uh, tell us what your favorite uh, moments are film of the, of the Rainbow franchise. Uh, hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com/slash popculturerewind. Um, also on uh, Instagram and uh, just shoot us an email if you want popculturerewind at uh, gmail.com so um, if you haven't done so already uh, uh, subscribe to us on it's not iTunes anymore Apple Podcasts uh, give us a rate and review um, tell us how we did even if it's bad we like the comments for the most part um, so anyway that's going to do it for now until next time always remember to pop your culture Later.
Murdoch! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is over! <laughs> oh my god, I'm dead when he gets blown up and he's my friend's life. I don't know him and I can't believe it. Like, it's hard. I mean, Sylvester Stallone is hard enough to understand him on a good day. Yeah. Let alone when he's just rambling like that. I love the man and I feel for the character when he's talking. My, my friend, his body parts are all over. I can't find his legs. His legs are I had I had to put the captions on, man. I'm sorry, dude. I couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying. <laughs> Good scene. Good scene. Good scene. Good scene. Good journey. And you're out of your neighborhood, big city boy. I want your badge. I want your weapon. I want your ass. Who in the fuck you think you are? He thinks he's Rambo. Rambo is a pussy. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.